dude, you got the best barrels ever, dude. Just like you pull in and you just get spit right out of them. And you just drop in and just smack the lip. Drop down, snap. And then after that, you just drop in, just ride the barrel and get pitted. So pitted like that. Hold up. This episode is brought to you by William Mitchell Audio. Now, typically, right here is where I would have written a joke or maybe sing a song or do a musical number. But I didn't do that this time. But you know what? That doesn't mean you shouldn't go to williammitchellaudio.com because you should go to williammitchellaudio.com. All right. For, you know, I got to do my uh, my vocal warm up. So... <clears throat> I'm not the pheasant plucker. I'm the pheasant plucker's wife. I've been plucking pheasants my whole pheasant pluck. Fuck. God damn it. <laughs> it was close. Uh, do you want to do one or are you good? I think I'm good. You good? All right. My guest today is Aiden Ryan. Aiden Ryan is the owner and creator of Deadco. Recycles skateboard art and products. Aiden started making art out of old skateboards to give his gifts to family members because he was broke. But they pushed him to keep going with it, and he began making other items from recycled skateboards, such as dugouts, that became popular as well. Soon, a skate company based out of Hollywood, Fall 4, approached him to collaborate in summer of 2016. This increased the popularity of his product even further with skate shops throughout the United States, as well as with a Seattle-based cannabis company. While being a successful artist and business owner, most of all, Aiden just loves to skateboard and appreciates how lucky he has been to meet and work with pro skaters and companies he looked up to growing up as a skate rat. What's up, Aiden? What is up? Do you feel like I read your bio good? Yeah, that was good, (laughs) man. That was good. Pretty spot on. Look, dude, I'm going to go ahead and just say this, dude. Like, Let's get to the question everybody is dying to know. What is your favorite song where the lyrics tell you how to do a dance? <laughs> um, man. I, know I don't even know. From. What, like Tootsie Roll or something? Like Cotton Candy Sweet as Gold? I can tell you my favorite. But if I told you my favorite, would it help you know your favorite? Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. My favorite one is uh, WAP by Jay Dash. <laughs> <laughs> I made a little bit of money. <laughs> and now I'm going to WAP, WAP, WAP. <laughs> oh, the song gets me going, dude, and it's a dance I can do. <laughs> I, I love when the, when they do a song and the dance is something I can do, which is rare. Yeah, I'm a <laughs> terrible dancer, so and I'm not good at following instructions. So you fuck fuck with the hokey pokey then? <laughs> yeah, the macarena. The macarena actually that wasn't that easy to learn. I don't think. I guess it was. How many? So you you attempted it then? The Macarena? Yeah, yeah, dude, when that came out, I was, yeah, for sure. 
(laughs) (laughs) I remember when that came out and I was confused. I was like, the fuck is this? Because it was like, uh, that's back when still like MTV was still a thing and shit. Like, and they had music. And then it was like these two dudes and it was like some shit you would expect like to only see on like, you know, not an English speaking channel because like the whole song's in Spanish and like. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Shout out Macarena. (laughs) (laughs) That's my one. Yeah, the Aiden's gonna go with uh, the Macarena. I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm still gonna stick with uh, J Dash, WAP, great ass song. And actually, I found out recently, man, he made the most bizarre YouTube video where he teaches you how to do the WAP, and it is so worth watching, man, because it's like way too long. He has a friend come on and help him. <laughs> it's clearly dude, I've for never kids. Even heard of it? I need to. I need to Google it later. The WAP, oh, dude. Oh sh- yeah, you know that's like from like the. Uh, the Beastie Boys always used to rap about that dance too. He's like, you know, like I am known to do the what, also known for the Flintstone flop. Yeah. yeah, it's basically like it's kind of like a skip. It's like you, uh, like you take your like your right foot towards your left foot and you skip to the right, and then you do the same thing the other <laughs> way, and then <laughs> and then lean. And you know what I mean? And then you can do all kinds of other shit, you know? So this and then, like and then in wobble, the wobble, wobble. What? It came out in the 80s? Uh, what? No, that came out in like early 2000s. Oh, okay. Moving oh, on. That was Intergalactic. <laughs> Beastie Boys, Intergalactic, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, Intergalactic when he, when, uh, was that MCA? Yeah. MC, yeah, I'm known to do the WAP. Yeah, that's MCA, I think. And uh, so what's but the he, flop? Yeah, also, he's also known for the Flintstone flop, <laughs> and that's important to remember. <laughs> I want to know what the Flintstone flop is now. Uh, shit, I bet you can find out. I always just assumed, like, I always just imagined like, that cartoon, and, like, I just kind of imagined him, like, jumping in the air and doing the splits and, like, some Fred Flintstone shit, but... <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like the worm, but you don't have shoes on or something, or... Shit, man, I, I'll tell you one thing, dude. Uh, I hated the Flintstones so fucking much as a cartoon because it had a laugh track, and I can't yeah. stand a laugh track in any kind of show. That, that like, disappeared, like, at the end of the 90s, I feel like. I, yeah, I mean, I've had a couple times people, like, tell me to see a show. They're like, oh, dude, you got to check out such and such show, and it'll be, like, some kind of shit that's still popular now. And I'll be like, sure, you know, I'll do it. I'll watch anything that a friend tells me to check out, if, you know, and then it's like, the first thing that happens is a laugh track pops off and I'm like, no, I'm out, dude. I can't not laugh at this. <laughs> the the no last laugh. time I fucked with it, I remember it was like when I was a little kid and I used to watch married with children with my grandma. That's and like the first thing that came to mind that and Seinfeld, whenever you said laugh track. Yes. That's the thing is the other thing is people love Seinfeld. And you know what? I never grew a love for that show because the laugh track takes me out of it. I cannot, I cannot do Seinfeld. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah dude like if i had a choice thing. i'd rather watch the flintstones ah. <laughs> hey uh first i, w- I want to make a i gotta first of all shout out you're a nashville artist dude and as a matter of fact this uh this brings me back dude to the when i first started this podcast and i was only having homies on and so we talked yeah. about nashville a lot back then and then since then like it's so rare that i have someone on that's from nashville and i kind of feel bad because like you know, you're not a big like dude that gets on Zoom and you had to like download a Zoom app to 
<laughs> and I didn't yeah. even occur to me. Like I could have just been like, Hey man, you could come over here to my luxurious podcast studio that I've like, this is a whole room that I've devoted to nothing but it. You would have had your own desk. There's pillows all over the floor to try and get rid of the echo. And like, it could have been like a real slumber, slumber party vibe for sure. <laughs> man, I should have. May have been a missed I see that stand up bass in the background and I'm like, dude. You know, you're the first guest that's come on that didn't guess that was a cello. A cello? People it's always think a it's a cello, cello dude. Yeah, it's a, really? a stand up bass. Okay, good. You don't strike me as like a cello guy, but yeah, stand up uh, bass is sick. Yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Stand up bass is like, it's one of those like, it's like an instrument. Like if you play it, immediate respect. Yeah, no, straight up. But I was it's kind of like a, a lost art, kind of like harmonica or something. Like it, it's yeah. sick, but like not that many people do it anymore. I feel like. I feel like harmonica is an art that can be lost, and I'm fine with it. It's like yeah. a, <laughs> it's a Stand good like face. it's a good prison instrument. Where you like you're like like I'm so sad, and then you make these horrible sounds with your harmonica. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you need to be like by the train tracks. We're totally going to get to like your art, your company, skateboarding, all that shit. But like I said, it's been so long since I've had a Nashville person on that I have to like bring Nashville back into this podcast. And I, you know, I got to thank the people of Nashville for where I'm at now with this podcast. Like they voted me the second best podcast in Nashville and the Nashville scene and shit. Like they, Dude, congrats, man. when this thing first came out, this podcast had only been like a few months old when that Nashville scene episode came out or Nashville scene magazine came out yeah but uh i want to know your point of view about like you know why does why does everybody want to move to nashville like why is a million people moving here a month so what i did is i started like looking up like what's going on what's going on in nashville maybe some of the surrounding areas and let's get your take does it sound good yeah all right uh i know you're familiar with this because this was a a celebratory <laughs> celebratory moment for so many uh nashvillians and that was uh that Ku Klux Klan statue on the side of Interstate 40. I don't know how long it had been there. It, it seems like it had been there probably my whole life. I can't remember a time that it wasn't there. But the dude who he, he owned private land. For anyone that doesn't know, live in Nashville, here's the deal. This uh, Ku Klux Klan dude owned private land on the side of the freeway on top of a hill. So it was very easy to see. And he owned a giant statue of the first grand wizard of the Ku Klux Klan riding a horse. It's... It was insanely like poorly done. It was all out of proportion. His head was huge. His body was little. The horse was like the wrong size. Doesn't matter. I have opinions about it. Uh, but, <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's like anatomically totally incorrect. <laughs> oh, but it was bad. as an artist, man. So like that dude died finally, and you know people hated that fucking statue. And so the city was like, all right, we can finally remove it. This dude's finally dead. And the uh, he had tried to leave his land to his dog, which I guess didn't work in court. So the city was able to take the land and they were trying to just take the statue and move it to some other Ku Klux Klan place, but it crumbled. It was, it was made out of fiberglass. So it just fell apart when the uh, crane tried to pick it up as an artist. How does Hell that yeah. make you feel? That, that they destroyed it. Is it still there or is it gone? Nah, dude, that shit is in like, they tried to pick it up. It fell into like a million pieces. The other pieces are somewhere. I don't know. What, hopefully a dump. Well, I remember it would get vandalized like every week. And <laughs> I remember driving by, like it's on 65. Oh, is it, it on 65? 65? I thought it was on 40. That doesn't matter. 
it might have been 24. I don't know. It's kind of where like a lot of stuff merges together right there by 100 Oaks. But I remember somebody just dumped a bunch of pink paint all over it. Like, yeah, that was, it was sick. totally pink, <laughs> which like, I don't know. I thought that was a pretty cool statement in its own. But yeah, the whole Klansman statue, like, nah, man, like we've got to let's move on. <laughs> yeah, dude, we got. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not into that like old south nonsense like that's not that's not me gusting i remember uh in 2020 i was at the blm protest and like the second one i went to was like that was the big one that was like the one that was um organized by high school students and there was ten thousand people there and the main objective was to get the governor to take the uh ku klux klan statue out of the capitol and he was like refusing to do it until like i mean until ten thousand people took to the streets and then yeah Damn, we have one in the capital not anymore uh he, he had a, like the pressure was too much so the governor fought it uh we have a really racist like uh congressional body here in the state they voted like 49 to one to keep it but it was one of those things that they what they did is they just took it and they just put it in a different state building so call that a so dumb man <laughs> so do you think so that's only- why everyone wants to move to nashville <laughs> no it's for the the is it the Vietnam Memorial right there at legislative? Uh, yeah. For anyone that doesn't, yeah, if you don't skate and you don't know, it's actually uh, internationally known as one of the best skate spots in the world. Yeah, maybe maybe I shouldn't have said the name. You can bleep that. Fuck but it's that, dude. it's like the the best plaza spot probably. Like, would you say in the southeast or the mid south is probably one of the best plazas like marble everything it's it's awesome i've skated some pretty famous spots in my life uh i skated third and army in san francisco i went to actually the hubble ledges i just so happened to have arrived like a month too late when they had torn out the uh landing there oh really so there's actually a funny photo we took of that this is a while ago where coffee did a, a poser photo on it where he just got into a fake nose slide because there was no, no way to land there's no way to skate it Oh, I wanted to tell you something important, though, about skateboarding, man, is uh, the name of the new skate crew that me and Coffee just came up with is uh, Build Back Buddies. <laughs> we we <laughs> the stole the name from Joe Biden's Build Back Better initiative, but we were out skating the other day and we're like just trying to relearn all these tricks we already forgot and we're, you know, building back, but we're buddies. So I want to offer you a formal invitation to the Build Back Buddies. Uh, do, I, do I get beat in or anything? Nah, but you have to just come sk- skate my flat bar in a parking lot. That's all like... It's... Dude, I'm down. <laughs> all right, dude. I'm totally it's, down. It's actually really sick, man. I uh, I got it for free. I was uh, I went to... I was dog sitting. And this... Uh, the lady that owns the dog, she... Like, her son was going away to college. And they were throwing it out. It was in the trash. And they were... And we were discussing, like, you know... She was like, you know, how much do you want me to pay you to watch my dog? And I was like, um can I have that rail in the trash? (laughs) (laughs) That's, that's how, you know, you're like a true skate rat right there. Like somebody's offering your money and you're like, can I have that garbage so I can skate it? The funny thing too, was like, you know, her like 17 year old son had like, didn't want it anymore. And I'm like a dude fully up in my late thirties. Like, well, can I have your fucking kids? Oh man! All right, well, that's what's I, up. The BBB crew, I'm down, dude. Yeah, dude. Build back, but wait, the Build Back Buddies Initiative. 
All right, moving on. More Nashville stuff, dude. And like Ugh. your opinion, it means the world to me. So I really want to know what you think about some of these other things. And I, like I said, I want to know why everyone's moving here. So I, you know, I got, I started looking at the news. I started looking at all kinds of shit, trying to figure out what's trending, what's going on in Nashville, why is this happening? So uh, the next thing was uh, over here in Mount Juliet. I'm not sure if you're super aware. Uh, a neo-Nazi cult is doing uh, book burnings. It's like international news. They go and they burn like all these books. They said that a uh, satanic cult like runs the country. Do you think that's why everyone wants to move to Nashville? Is because it's like <laughs> you could come here and then you could go burn and, books, <laughs> or or like oh, you could go witness man. a piece of history. It's like a it's like going you know those people that do like civil war reenactments. Yeah, like you, you can yeah. go watch uh, Nazi Third Reich reenactments, and it's only like a twenty minute drive from Nashville. Oh man, Mount Juliet too. That's scary. Because I grew up in Hermitage, like right there by the border of like, you know, Hermitage and then it's Mount Juliet. So, I mean, it kind of doesn't surprise me, honestly, but I mean, it makes sense to me because it seems like we're just getting like the worst people from whatever neighboring city it is. So it kind of makes sense that they're like, yeah, dude. Mount I've, I've Juliet, been that. Every time Hermitage. I have a national person on, I always mention that like, yeah, like tons of, obviously cool people move here. I mean, I always I love meeting cool new people that move here, but like we also got like Ben Shapiro and like uh fucking uh Tommy Lauren and like awful shit, dude. <laughs> like these yeah. like the people that like it's like they can't they used to live in California and they can't live there anymore because it's so hard to be like like a, a Nazi there. And then like Nashville is the kind of place where it's like it's a nice city, we have nice restaurants, but you could be a Nazi. Isn't Shapiro like Jewish? Like, what does he think of this? Um, I consider like a dude like him just like, I mean, do anything for a buck, dude. Yeah. I honestly, I don't know much about him. I've just like, I've heard like a couple of things here and there, and that's like about it. But man, dude, I did not know about the book burnings or like the neo Nazi movement. But if it's going to take place, it would definitely be like any any neighboring area around nashville for sure yeah and i guess for more people that don't know about like tennessee nashville is like a little dot you know of like well it's the only like it's it's the biggest city in the state and it's where everything like this is lots of cool shit here but we are surrounded by the ku klux klan on, on all sides and shit yeah man i will say like the south is there's definitely that old south mentality in certain areas but there's also like really progressive areas of the South because people have basically coexisted for so long um, where I feel like it's almost like ahead. just like, you're just a human being. Uh, let's take a, let's take a step away from like uh, the, like the sad shit that's trending about Nashville. Cause I found some shit. I have to tell you. <laughs> All right, dude. So um, I knew I was going to ask you a bunch of national questions. So I went on to Twitter cause you know, that's where right. you're going to really find out what's, what's popping in Nashville. Right. All right, I went on Twitter to check what was trending in Nashville, and the second most popular tweet under a picture of Harry of the Harry Styles concert that I had that happened yesterday, I think, uh, was a naked man named Luscious, and I'd estimate he had an eighteen-inch penis. He was totally naked in his tweet. Uh, he just took a na- naked photo of himself in the mirror, and he said, "Morningwood in Nashville, who taking care of it?" With a bunch of exclamation points, as an artist. Do you think 
<laughs> do you think Luscious is a good representative of the Nashville art scene? Oh, 1,000%. Yeah, dude. Totally. I should get Luscious on the podcast. <laughs> 1,000%. Like, that is, man, definitely the music scene here. Like, for sure. You gotta think. You, Absolutely. Twitter, Twitter is wild because you can do that. You know, like, a lot of people like primarily use, like, uh, Facebook or Instagram or uh, TikTok, where you, like, you can't just do that. Twitter, you can wake up in the morning and this is what you know why I respect Luscious, dude. Like his like his confidence level. He got up in the morning, he got in front of the mirror, took a photo of himself buck naked, and he went, Morning wood, Nashville. Who's gonna take care of it? And he got like 2,000 likes and just an insane number of retweets. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So shit, man. We we should hit him up and be like, dude, how like get him on the show for sure? Yeah, let's get him on the show and be like, dude, you're co- like he should do speeches on confidence. Cause like, I would be terrified to do that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I probably wouldn't get that many retweets, honestly. Dude, he had, I looked at it. Yeah. I think I get too many comments. He had 33,000 followers and he just like, his Man. thing is he gets up in the morning with a boner, takes a picture of it and puts it on Twitter. He tweets it and people love it. It's the second most popular tweet. Cause what I did is I went Nashville tweet top rated uh right underneath harry styles luscious <laughs> <laughs> oh man all right as an as an yeah, artist though man is like, or something is is that art oh man i mean twitter doesn't lie you know i mean <laughs> yeah, i don't know who twitter? harry styles is is he a country artist harry, harry styles? styles uh nah he's like i think he's british i don't know you don't know who Harry Styles is? No. He's like a, he like, uh, they like pop. What sucks music? is I can't explain who he is either because I just, I never, I don't, I'm sure I've heard his music at some point in my life. I just know that he's a big ass deal. I think he's like supposed to be the new, oh, who's that guy that died that everyone got so sad about? Um, Major Tom to ground control. Oh, Bowie? I think he's trying to be David Bowie. That's my yeah. guess damn i'm gonna go ahead and say that as soon as i said that about every about 50 percent of people listening to this cringed <laughs> <Got pissed>. <laughs> <laughs> bowie bowie <laughs> uh all right well anyway so is, is this new like faux bowie faux bowie dude that's a sick ass. that should be my, my rap name faux bowie faux bowie and luscious <laughs> I mean, maybe they should get together and dude, Phobo and Luscious unbeatable fucking combination. Luscious just being like, dude, I got morning wood. Check it out. Yeah. <laughs> and then Phobo sings into the microphone and yeah, gold, dude. All right, man, you know, we should be we should really just be record producers. I don't even know why we're doing a podcast right now. Yeah, or like I don't know why you do art or skate or I do what I do. We should literally just go around contacting these people and being like hey do you want to make magic (laughs) (laughs) for 50 percent, we can make this happen oh dude 50 percent is my minimum offer and i'm gonna and they have to talk me down to that too i'm gonna start at 70 i'm like all right look (laughs) luscious i know you have an 18 inch dick and also you look like you could kick my ass and i know harry styles you're like one of the most famous singers in the world but I got an idea. 
We'll put you two together. Seventy <laughs> <laughs> percent uh, for the Build Back Buddies initiative. Uh, I mean, I'd say that sums up like Nashville's like music scene, though. You know, like popularity wise. Like I guess that tweet you've got Phobie and then Luscious Man, and that's kind of. Yeah, you called it like because you remember like back when I was making music and playing shows, you know, they closed down a lot of the places that I actually some of my my best shows, like they closed the basement east. That was like the oh, most really? that was the biggest show I ever played, probably like as far as like my first band. Yeah, we like packed that spot. I I still remember that show at the end. That was fun, man. Yeah, dude. I took the, I took those photos. That was oh fun. yeah, yeah, dude. I miss being a white rapper, man. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Those were the days. You know what it was is like you know when you hang up your hat on that uh, is if if is if you turn thirty, and then if you're not like you know Eminem or G E Z or Aesop Rock, if you if you're not like doing some shit, there's a time where you go like ah, I'm gonna stop. <laughs> yeah, I I see I see what you're saying. What about write? Do you like write lyrics at all, though, or anything? Um, I, I mean, I sing and I dance constantly, dude. But I don't record a whole lot of shit unless it's related to this podcast. So, I still do music just for this thing. But uh, I don't know. Moving forward, I might do some more shit. But dude, this is about ain't about me. This is about you, dude. <laughs> and I want to you know. know I have some, I have some questions. You, talking <laughs> about white rappers, who who's your favorite white rapper? Oh, Aesop Rock. For sure. Aesop Rock. All right. Um, Mine's LP. Yeah, dude, those guys, you know, they're so similar. LP, man. You know, Aesop Rock used to be like LP's, like, uh, hype man. That's like how he got started. Company Flow. So, Uh, company, yeah. And obviously, what everyone knows now, dude, is Run the Jewels, of course. Oh, yeah. He kind of stood the test of time, man. He was, he's a real one. Dude, God damn, he was, he was so good then. He's so good now. LP, shout out. Yeah, shout out LP. <laughs> Get on the we're, show. We're both doing it. The There's a, one of my favorite lines of his ever is on an Aesop Rock album. And he's like rapping it like uh a bunch because like a lot of like people that were calling themselves veteran rappers were talking shit about him and you know in his career, which is crazy because you know now he's like one of those like veteran rappers you would just never think that he would have to say this at some point. But he's like uh he goes, They've been failing for years and call themselves vets. That's bold motherfucker you're not a vet you're just old and i was just like <laughs> <laughs> that's uh that's word smithing for sure dude yeah he had that unlocked that dude, dude could like hold up it's time for a very important advertisement this comes from my personal lawyer as well as one of the main lawyers to represent this podcast now this law firm is based out of paris but has actually made a ton of money in lawsuits for several of my listeners who've been wronged by the system. I personally vouch for this guy, so just hear him out. Hello, it is I, French Pierre. Have you ever been a skateboarder and have had some security guard tell you that you must leave for if you injure yourself, you could perhaps sue the property owners? Zoute law! French Pierre will fight for you. Perhaps maybe your ankle or your shoulder does not feel good now. Perhaps you are injured in the past. Socrebleu, French Pierre will fight for you. 
You may be entitled to one million francs and to not stay at the Fontainebleau Hotel. Zoudelo! French Pierre always find loopholes in the US justice system to make sure that you were compensated for your injuries for skateboarding from up to 20 years ago. Just tell, undoon toi, Pierre Francois. Or you might be entitled to 1 million francs and do not stay at the Fontainebleau Hotel. Au revoir. And I bid you adieu. All right, so that was the uh, that was my attorney, uh, French Pierre. Man, I can't say enough nice things about him. Honestly, if you've ever been hurt skateboarding, doesn't matter when it happened, twenty years ago, ten years ago, call French Pierre. He will sue the fuck uh, like whoever. So, anyway, and now back to the interview. We got to get into some more of this Nashville stuff, dude. Because all right, oh, I I just feel like people like also Nashville is not where this podcast is like mostly. This is mostly listened to like in places other than Nashville, <laughs> but maybe not this. Episode. I believe that. I believe uh, that. All right, dude. It looks like Aaron Rodgers uh, brought a bunch of, or no, he didn't brought. He bought a bunch of land here in Nashville, and he's thinking about joining the Tennessee Titans. Now, here's my question: As an artist, should I be offended that people tell me I look like Aaron Rodgers? Because that shit happens. A lot. I, I know I just shaved my beard off today, but like, it's like a really? it happens. Dude, I was at a uh, Valvoline getting an oil change, and they were like, "You know who you look like?" And I was like, "Who?" And they're like, "Aaron Rodgers." I was like, "Fuck!" Really? I don't see it. I don't see it, huh? Um, I mean, maybe you could do some like stunt doubling for him or something. I think it's because he's lost a lot of weight or in, in his face. I think I might look like more of a younger Aaron Rodgers when he was like more full faced. Okay. We're talking about Packers quarterback, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Really? He bought a bunch of land here. Yeah, dude. He's moving. He's moving here to Nashville. He's bringing the, uh, his wife who was the star of divergent and shout out the next movie review we're doing on this podcast is divergent. So that's actually a, a good crossover promo right there. Nice. Stay tuned uh, folks. Are you saying that I should be stoked that people tell me I look like Aaron Rodgers or I should not be stoked? Or you're just saying I don't look like him at all? Um, I mean, I really don't care much about sports or football. But my my like family, like that's where they're all from pretty much. Like all my extended family. So, I mean, I I just grew up watching the Packers, you know, Brett Favre, all that shit. Um, so I guess like low key, I'm a cheese head and <laughs> I'm, I'm fucking proud of you. Hell yeah, dude. I'm going to take but, that, uh, that roundabout way of you saying that I'm just too handsome to look like Aaron Rodgers. You're fucking too good looking, bro. You're too good looking. Yo, and here's a, here's a fucking crazy question because and you just said, you, you know, you don't fuck with, you don't watch a lot of, you know, we we're skateboarders, dude. And like, we've always been like, since our fucking, like, since we were little kids. And you know, the thing is like getting obsessed with skateboarding at a young age, it's oftentimes it's going to keep you from giving a fuck about professional sports because that's just, you know, like is off your radar when you're skating. But Absolutely. like, uh, so here's actually some more shit I found on Twitter. I didn't fucking realize, dude, I just found out we have a major league soccer team here. Did you even know that? <laughs> Nashville, Nashville has a major league soccer that, team. Like, 
maybe like six months ago and it's got like it's like the dumbest name isn't it it's just like nashville soccer or something like that like isn't that their name oh i didn't like deep dive it i just found out that it existed and i was like huh people go i think it's uh, like literally called like nashville soccer club or something it's like they yeah 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 yeah, yeah. like something cool you know what i mean like (laughs) yeah like the nashville the killers or something i was trying to think of like a like a parasite that would be scary (laughs) (laughs) the nashville face huggers (laughs) the nashville xenomorphs yeah dude i'd totally back that uh so your answer is you did know you found out six months ago yeah i found out like six months ago I found out today while I was getting ready for to ask you questions about Nashville. I found out because like, I think I was trying to like drive home or something and there was like a bunch of traffic and I was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, like, what is this horse shit? Yeah. Like, oh, soccer. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy, man. I like, want to go home, you know? <laughs> I always think about that too. Like how in America, like in the, every other country in the entire world, except for Canada, cause like they're hockey, I guess. And but like everywhere else, uh, it's soccer. Like that's the yeah. sport. That's like, uh, why don't Americans give a fuck about soccer? Because it's lame. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, my my answer would have been like, well, it just takes forever and nothing happens. But like, we love baseball. Oh man, that, that takes forever. Really? And nothing happens. <laughs> baseball is. I don't know. I don't know which one's worst. <laughs> to be Shit, real. Man. At least you can do steroids in baseball. I think they like tried to get rid of that. (laughs) I think that's the worst idea ever. I think they should increase the steroids and uh, they should, they should just let everybody like Hulk out and just start. Just. I think, yeah, I think what they should do, I think they should, they should increase the steroids and then they should move the pitcher's mound to second base and then second base should be moved into outfield. And so then like, just keep pushing the limits. So then like steroids really matter because you like, first of all, the pitchers got to throw so fucking far. That it doesn't matter how far fast he throws. They're going to be able to like dink the balls harder. And then yeah. dink them. Dink. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, dude, I was, I want to say, uh, I did come in, coming at you pretty hot there for a minute. Like just to start it off. Cause I wrote so many questions and just, I was excited to have you here, man. And, uh, I promise oh, yeah. there's only, only going to be a few more of these like national things. And then we'll get into like what you do and all that shit. Sound good? Yeah, man. That's great. Oh, actually that's bullshit. As a matter of fact, the next question is, <laughs> uh, all right, man, tell me how dead co got started. Uh, I mean, it was really, um, I was just broke and I think that like the holidays were coming up. And, uh, I just, uh, got the wild idea to make some, I made some like bracelets and some earrings for my sisters and yo, I caught one of those bracelets. You you did? Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't even know what year that was, but I remember I had a a skateboard bracelet. I know you made it and it was sick as hell. I I kept it for so long, but I think I finally broke it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they're just, uh, like, even then I did some research, like I Googled it just to see what people were doing out of old skateboards and like, nobody was doing anything. There's this one girl in, uh, Portland, Oregon. She has a company called uh, maple EXO, but she makes like bracelets and jewelry. She kills it. She's awesome. But, uh, 
it, it was just that really like um i made some gifts on the holidays for people and they were like dude this is sick like keep keep making stuff and then uh that was actually like how i started i, I made fucking jewelry yeah, yeah i made like plugs <clears throat> those were actually really popular the plugs i remember that See, the crazy thing is i remember all this shit the the insane thing is it didn't dawn on me until today because you know we used to be homies we used to skate and shit we're still homies but i mean we, you know i don't see you yeah. much and i realized when the last time i saw you uh sad to say uh last time i saw you was so long ago i remember it very clearly because it was uh john hood's wake yeah uh which and i hate to interrupt you with like that kind of stuff but it is one of those things uh because you know a person like and i guess for everyone listening john hood skateboard legend and a friend yep. to Nash- so Nashville many people legend, man. Nashville legend Nashville skateboard legend. legend uh that wake it was one of those amazing things because i saw so many people i hadn't seen forever people I, you know it just it brought everyone together and uh mm-hmm. on a personal note i do want to say one thing about that because me and uh, hood had had a falling out <clears throat> and right before he passed away we actually uh i had ran into him at a bar i was working at and i went up to him and i was like hey man i'm like i'm like I, I don't want this ice between us i don't want this shit anymore like i really want to like say i'm sorry and he's like i want to say i'm sorry we like hugged made up i bought him a beer uh it was so important like amazing to have that opportunity to tell someone like that you know that you care and you're not mad anymore and all that shit and i, and I had, had no idea because he died three days later and it was unbelievable to me like dude i if to this day if we hadn't if i hadn't been able to bury the hatchet with him and like tell him like that i cared and have that all work out yeah. like to this day it would just drive me insane you know so it would haunt you man it would haunt you and i think uh just saying that too like with you like last time i saw you was at his wake that was quite that was years ago and it's yeah. uh, to, uh it's one of those things man just have an opportunity to tell people like just if you get the chance be like, hey, if I don't see you again, I hope that you have a great life, you know, just uh, even if you're pissed. So yeah. I took that down a depressing road, and I'm really sorry I did, man. But uh, Man, Hood was great, though. Hood was yeah. one of those dudes, like, like you wouldn't see him for a year, and then you would see him, and then it'd just be like, you picked up right where you left off. You know what I mean? And it was just like, you were cool, and he was just, would literally give you the shirt off his back. Yeah, and just, yeah, he was he like was that, man. Right he was just the raddest dude that kind of honestly he was a huge inspiration behind a lot of uh like me me doing kind of like the repurposed skateboard stuff and a lot of that stuff too yeah because yeah i mean like not only was he an amazing skateboarder uh yeah like you said like a dude that would give you the shirt off his back all that kind of shit but he was an artist and and he had that like that there was something about it like his art I mean, like literally, boom, dude. Oh shit! You got Hood's art literally right there in your house. That's crazy, man. Yeah, that's that's what I've got the the tablet sitting on. That's oh, uh, dude. I hope I still have it around here somewhere. So, uh, this came from Dominic I, the, when we were like all very very young. We all took a trip to uh, Hawaii to skateboard because we had a homie that had moved out there. He he had worked with me at the bakery at Provence, and he got a spot out there. He, he became a uh marine biologist and so me and hood and dominic were able to go out there and for free crash on that dude's floor but then like skateboard and surf in hawaii for like an amount of time that we could never have afforded 
you know, like all we had yeah. to do was we had to like get our plane tickets, which wasn't that bad back then. And then we had a floor to sleep on and we just ate every single day. We ate at a seven 11 that sold sushi and good sushi. <laughs> yes. uh, and yeah, when, uh, when Hood passed away, that was one of the gifts that Dominic gave to me was the board that John Hood had taken to Hawaii, the deck. And he gave that to me. Damn, dude. So I don't know, man, I feel like we're going down a morose road, but I don't want it to seem like that. What I wanted to seem like is, uh, it's cool to keep that dude's memory alive. And like I said earlier, it's just like to have that opportunity to like, you know, to, you know, if there's, you know, to bury a hatchet when you can, because, uh, like to this day, man, I am so thankful that I saw him. I was able to say, I was sorry, say what I was, you know, say I was fucking wrong when I, you know, in the way that I was wrong, you know, and he also felt like he was wrong and we both fucking squashed it so fucking easy to do. And sometimes you don't realize that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he, he was just such like a fucking big teddy bear too, man. He's a big old sweetheart. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking dude. I, there's something if not every day, like once a week that just like reminds me of him, like it whatever it may be like something triggers it. And I'm just like, damn dude. Like, I just wish I could just like shoot him a text or something, you know, but I have a very crazy thing that happens with me with specifically with hood, but it happens with a lot of people that have passed away where I think I see him on the street. Uh, it's like, and he's not, he's not the only one, but I think more than anyone, it's him. And I don't know, maybe it's just like a, you know, a dude with like blonde hair glasses. It's, you know, kind of tall. And I'm like, is that a hood? And then I'm like, no, he's gone, you know? Yeah. And I don't, I don't know if you've ever had that experience, but it's one of the most bizarre experiences when you see someone, you think you know them, and then you realize that person's like left the earth. Yeah. Man, sometimes I forget for sure. Well, shit, but, man, I hope I didn't bring you down too much because I wanted to ask no. you. About, <laughs> I, no, you know, man, not at all. I, guess, I guess, yeah, well, let, let's I mean, let, I, think let's, it's, I think it's sick that we're, we're talking about it, honestly, and talking about him, you know? Yeah, dude, I, mean, I want to keep his memory alive, uh, and I live on. I, and also, like that ties into skateboarding too, because the skateboarding can bring us, brings people together in a way you wouldn't like. Think, you know, it's it's such a bond. You know, like a person you skate with and you get to know like that. Like it brings so many people together. And like in that wake, I've, I mean, I've been to some funerals, but I've never been to anything like that. I mean, you couldn't fit inside. I had like, oh, dude, I showed up, line. I showed up line. early, I showed up early. I couldn't get in the building where the wake was occurring. I had to I had to stand outside and miss like a lot of the uh, eulogies and shit. Yeah, but moving on, man. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, rest in peace, rest in peace, rest in peace, John Hood. Uh, what's wild that you say that though is like that was kind of like the last time I saw like a lot of people that yeah. you know I was like, you know, sort of that old skate crew kind of kind of thing, man. Just it was just kind of that point in time where like a lot of us just we're having to take on adult responsibilities and whatever. And yeah, you know, the days of like, you know, eating shrooms at dragon park and staying <laughs> up till five in the morning or whatever, you know, they're kind of I mean, moving on. Yeah, but. And, and I, I was a full ass adult at that. I mean, like, I'm not trying to make people think this happened a long time ago. This is only oh, maybe seven years ago now, maybe eight, seven, I think. But uh, yeah, just what you said, when, when I went to that wake, I saw basically every person I'd ever skated with in my life, except for people outside of this state. Yeah. I mean, there was like 500 people there. And that, I mean, that just shows you like what type of dude he was, man. Like he just, 
Fucking everybody loved him. So I saw you did an article in, uh, <laughs> I saw there was an article about you in, uh, sorry, that was a bad segue, man. I just, I don't, I don't know how to go. I don't want to be morbid. I was trying to be, I was trying to be positive and be like, yo, awesome dude. It's sad that he passed away. People do pass away. It's an it's inevitable for all of us. And you know, I just, I wanted to bring up that like, uh, you know, that was the last time I saw you in person and yeah. it's crazy because we used to hang out all, all the fucking time. Oh, dude. Like so many people, day. like that was like the last day. Yeah, like, just like you said, that's the last day I saw so many skaters. I know, man. That might have been the last time I saw coffee and fucking Dominic. And yeah, I think so. Yeah. But I mean, you're a busy dude. I mean, you're a father. You got a lot going on, man. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, kinda, after I had a kid, man, I kind of, I honestly just sort of stopped hanging out with everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I just kind of like, I was at a point in my life where I had to make some changes and sort of buckle down and yeah, fucking work, <laughs> yeah. pay bills. God damn it. Speaking yeah. of work, uh, I saw that you had an article in high times or there's an article about you in high times. Uh, how did that happen, man? um and how did that happen i think i i emailed i think i just emailed them and i was like hey can i send you guys some stuff just to check out and then i got pretty much like an instant response from uh i think her name was mary jane and she was <laughs> some, some sort of like you know like the product editor or something she was like oh i love this yeah send me some stuff and send me some pictures and I didn't really think anything was going to like come of it, but she was like, yo, we did, did a little product review for you and the next issue of high times, which it was a great issue. It, uh, it talked a lot about soldiers dealing with, um, PTSD and using cannabis instead of like basically prescription opiates. And, uh, I mean, honestly, that was kind of like a huge a, a huge reason why I was kind of doing the dugout thing. I mean, other than I thought it was a great idea, but being skateboarders, man, we, we deal with injuries nonstop. And some of them are, you know, lifelong injuries that we have to deal with. And a lot of people, they got to go get surgery and they end up getting prescribed opiates and then they go down that dark path. So I'm just kind of like, I don't know, cannabis, as far as like medicinal use goes, I, I back it 1000%. Oh yeah, man. And I guess, I, I guess we missed a link in there. Like I, I really should I, uh, take one step back uh, to like what you were saying, like uh, you first started making jewelry, you were making like uh, plugs, like earrings, bracelets yeah. stuff for your family it was catching on and then i jumped ahead to like high times magazine featuring you as a person who's creating dugouts which i guess is is it fair to say that's your highest selling or most popular product or oh yeah yeah i'd say so for sure oh the plugs plugs are really popular i don't i really i had a lot of good response about the jewelry and stuff but like there was a shop in Nashville and it was ran by these two uh two sisters and they were making like custom apparel for like country music artists like sort of like what uh who's that one famous designer Manuel Manuel yeah I know that dude yeah 
it was sort of like that that style for uh, people um, that don't know like, manuel he, he lives here in nashville he invented the uh rolling stones logo that's like his most famous thing he ever did but he's a fashion designer here in nashville hold up it's time to check the mailbag every week on the show we check the mailbag to see if anyone has written a message into the show and then we read that message out loud this week's message comes from calvin rumsey calvin wrote <clears throat> welcome to the great illuminati greetings to you are you ready to join the illuminati for wealth fame power protection wisdom and all your desires apply for illuminati membership today and enjoy the benefits join us today and start receiving $500,000 as a first membership benefit. Also, more await. Kindly reply yes if interested to know more about the organization. Note, distance is not a barrier to join the Illuminati and no human blood sacrifice. Well, well, well. If there wasn't old Mercury Red just went out of retrograde. And all these people on the internet been calling me a stupid fucking liberal and saying a lot of mean things about me. you know what we'll see how liberal i am now that i'm gonna join the illuminati uh you know what's the first thing i'm gonna do uh i don't know let me think i'm gonna uh i'm gonna replace nascar with a naked bicycle race and then participation is mandatory and on top of that everyone that enters automatically gets a participation trophy and then I'm going to go take every Chick-fil-A in America. I'm going to turn that into a fucking planned parenthood. And then the Super Bowl halftime show is just going to be me and Bernie Sanders watching a nature documentary with Sir David Attenborough. So, uh, and there's nothing you can do about it because I'm going to be drinking adrenochrome in the deep state and I'm going to be immortal. So, uh, Calvin, yeah, my answer is yes, dude. I totally want to join the Illuminati. Uh, this message couldn't come at a better time because I was really, you know, people were trying to hurt my feelings and I can't wait to join the Illuminati and, you know, control the world with an iron fist uh, with you. So anyway, thanks for writing to the show and now back to the interview. Yeah, he made like what suits for like Elvis and Dolly Parton and I think like everybody like back in the day, but they they had a shop sort of like that, like custom tailored, like they were making stuff for super famous country music artists. I don't, I don't know any of their names, but I had some of my stuff in their shop and they were awesome. And they were really pushing, pushing me to keep doing it and pushing my product. Um, same with the plugs. Like th those were pretty popular. It, it was all just like really, I, don't, I, I soon realized that like, I didn't know anything about fashion. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I didn't like, I, I knew there was something there for it. And like with the, the right person, like I think they could really like take it far, but like me personally, like I'm not, I don't know anything about fashion, especially women's fashion. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just, I think you and I are very similar in the, like, I'm looking at you right now and we haven't changed the way we dress in 20 <laughs> fucking years, dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> which is fine, yeah. man. I, I like how I dress and I don't give a fuck. And if, it, you know, maybe someday it'll come back around that like whatever I do is in style. So fuck it. 
Yeah. <laughs> For real. Uh, I, I've always believed in function. Like yeah. function before fashion, and then it'll if it functions good, it'll it'll look cool. But I remember, uh, like, because you like, I think you and me both are people like you know because we also like have worked in construction and shit like that. So like, man, there's a lyric by that fucking rapper. What's his name? Brother Ali, and he's like, my wardrobe is a mix of faded shirts, a mix of what I like and what I wear to work. And I think you know you and I are like just the fucking perfect example of that that uh that style is like yeah like occasionally I'll get something because I like it and it's like oh I would like I like this shirt or I like whatever but also I'm also half my shit's like fucking Carhartt and Dickies and yeah <laughs> that's pretty much what my wardrobe consists of Carhartt and Dickies yo do you hear about a uh, uh, occasional uh, skate shirt uh, Carhartt's under fire now by, by a bunch of fuck I guess. I guess people that fucking hate vaccines, they're like burning all their Carhartt. Yeah. Yeah, Why dude. Uh, uh, Carhartt was like, uh, they were, I guess, to stop the spread of fucking COVID in their factories, they were like getting their employees vaccinated and it just pissed off a bunch of people. <laughs> but here's like a really interesting thing. And I'm sure a lot of people already knew this, but this is new to me. Like, And I thought it was very interesting. Do you know where the word vaccine comes from? Where's that? All right, it comes from the French, the French word, uh, and I'm going to say this word wrong, but like vodka or something. It means cow. People were all getting like fucked up infections. And for some reason, like milkmaids didn't get sick. And that's because like their hands were always covered in penicillin for milking cows. And that's how penis, penicillin was. Removed. That shit can't be right. Hold on. <laughs> no, everything I just said is bullshit. <laughs> no, but I am, I am right about... Uh, the vaccine comes from the word va- French word vodka for cows, but I think I mixed up a bunch of different stories in there in the in between. Penicillin, is, I think, grows on bread. <laughs> That's like mold, right? I don't know, man. Do your own research. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. So, so uh, a bunch of a bunch of rednecks are burning their car hearts now. Yeah, they're like they're like. But they wouldn't God like damn that. it, if the people that work at the Carhartt factory got a vaccine, I don't want to wear it because it's got the mark of the beast on it. That's like, that's what they're saying. I, I'm, I'm, dude, this is like an episode where I feel like I'm going to piss a lot of people off, but that's all right. <laughs> uh, dude, I want to ask you this, man. Uh, what was one of the coolest experiences you've had, like uh, getting your stuff recognized and sold nationally? Like, you know, going from, like you said, like uh, having your, jewelry sold in like that local shop and now it's like you know high times magazine features you skate shops sell your shit you got dugouts like i mean probably being sold in skate shops across the nation like what's in that time like did you meet cool people have you like had cool experiences oh uh, yeah yeah for sure i met um just like pros that like i never would have met otherwise you know definitely not i wouldn't be you know I've never been the best skateboarder. So, you know, there'd be no reason for them to talk to me, but I'd say that's been some of the, the, the best benefits of it all is like just getting to meet like my heroes. And I mean, it was all just like, I met them all through like social media, you know, it wasn't oh, like yeah. They, okay. yeah, for sure. they didn't like come over to my house or anything like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But like, I mean, like getting to Justin Roy, he hit, he worked for volume four that 
company based out of Hollywood, but he just like cold called me to see if I wanted to do a collaboration. And Justin Roy, he was, I don't know if you remember him or not, but he wrote for like foundation back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. I remember him. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, can I tell you one of my favorite, uh, meetup, meetup pro skater moments? What's that? I was at at the Tampa pro, uh, and for people who don't know, that's like the biggest skateboard contest. That's not the X Games, and it's not like yeah. not fucking on TV and shit. It's like a yeah. real skateboarder contest. It's a real skateboard competition, man. I saw a dude break his neck at that fucking competition. Uh, I was skating like fast as shit, and I just fucking like ran into this dude hard. And I was like, "Oh, I'm so fucking sorry." And it was uh, Clyde Singleton. And oh hell yeah! That's this is old school. So like, if you're real young, you're not gonna know, maybe not know who he is, but this dude's from uh, Big Brother Skate Magazine. Like, he's one of the original people in Jackass. One of the sickest skaters to ever live. So fucking nice. Because, like, I was just, I don't know. I might have been drinking. I don't know what I was up to at that point. But I definitely, like, hit, like, was on my skateboard, not looking at him, ran into him, almost knocked him over. And he was like, it's all good, man. And we, like, sat there and talked for a minute. And I was so fucking stoked, man. Just that's my favorite. I think that might be, that's my second favorite pro uh, <laughs> meeting. Yeah. Clyde's the man. That dude oh, is yeah, so yeah. He's so fucking funny. So good at skateboarding. All right. One of my first four one ones that I like got, it had like a, like a checkout Clyde Singleton or what, I forget what the article was, but like it had a whole little section of just Clyde Singleton. And I remember just being like blown away at how well he skated. Yeah, dude. If yeah, if you're not familiar with Clyde Singleton, but you uh, you like jackass or skateboarding and that kind of shit, check him out, man. Like he that dude was like a uh, part of the genesis of so much shit that exists now. And I mean, oh, yeah. I'm sure I'm sure to this day he's still dope as fuck. But yo, aside from the uh, like the art and the like the dugouts and all that stuff, let's uh, like and we're just talking about skateboarding. Like, just you in your life doesn't have to do anything to do with Deadco. Like, uh, what is What's one of your favorite memories from skateboarding in general? That's a tough one. I mean, it doesn't have, it doesn't have to be like the best one. It's just just, just any dope ass memory. Like, oh man. I mean, it could just be like, yo, dude, one one day I landed a back tail and it was the best feeling I ever had in my life, man. You don't have to you don't have to impress Honestly, people like, be like, oh, and then Jesus came down. Yeah. Man, just like that, uh you know, like just that first feeling where you like ride off a curb, like ride off the sidewalk. Yeah. You put a little like pressure on your tail and you just like ride off. Yeah. Like I don't know. Like I just remember like that feeling just being like the best feeling. You know, it's like the first week you're like skating or whatever, but I just remember that being like just so memorable. And it's so simple, you know, like skateboarding, it doesn't have to be so difficult or as difficult as a lot of people make it. And it took me forever to kind of figure that out. But yeah, and just that like basic feeling of just like cruising. You got, you just like sparked a memory in my mind of one of my favorite. And this is like from very young, like uh, back when like that was like, you know, I could, I could roll off a curb and shit, but I hadn't like uh, ollie a gap or anything like that yet. And me and some of the homies uh, got some forties from the Vietnam vets at the uh, dragon park. And so I drank, and back then, man, like, if I drank a 40, I thought I was invincible because I was, you know, I mean, especially because <laughs> I, I was little back then, too. And I remember we went to that Taco Bell on West End that had that ledge that was, like, a pretty high drop-off. And I'd never been able to drop off it before without bailing. But I, I had a 40 in me, and I was like, dude, I'm fucking invincible. And I, 
went at it, like barreled at it, did the drop off. I didn't even ollie. I just dropped off. And I was like, yeah, like just one of the coolest fucking feelings in the world, man. Just when you do something like that. Difficult to explain, hard to express. So many great feelings out of all of it. And I mean, it's definitely like, it's what, it's what I love the most about skateboarding. It's just that, like that sense of, I don't even know joy i guess it just like it, it like it hits so many like sensory buttons all at yeah. once yo it's somebody great. call marie kondo because this shit sparks joy <laughs> <laughs> that's why i'm not getting rid of this i don't give a fuck man i'm gonna like fuck when i'm 80 and it, like people are like hey pl- you shouldn't skate because like your entire body's brittle i'll be like fuck you I'm going to go back to Taco Bell and drink a 40 and drop that. (laughs) Watch that Taco Bell still be there when I'm 80, man. That's how I'm going out. No, I know exactly what Taco Bell you're talking about, too. Yeah, It's it's, it's kind of a spot. Uh, Do you remember, like, the Walgreens Ledge off West End? The Walgreens Ledge is uh, probably where I learned most of my ledge tricks. Yeah. It's, like, where I learned how to frontside nose slide fucking... Dopest trick I ever landed there was backside 50-50, big spin out. That's legit. And I landed it in front of a bunch of dudes I really wanted to impress, so it was, like, extra good. Made me feel, like, luscious. You know, the homeboy with the big boner. <laughs> Dude, I mean, that's that's what it is. It makes you feel, like, luscious. That's what yeah. skateboarding does. That's, you know, I, I didn't know that was going to come back. It also back. makes you feel like a piece of crap, but, it man, just the, the stoke. It's like, yeah, because skateboarding can make you feel like that uh, Ku Klux Klan statue that like <laughs> crumbled under pressure, you know, when you fuck up and you suck. And, and, and but it, it could also make you feel like luscious. Like it can make you feel like when you land a fucking like a trick that you've been that you really want. And you and especially if it's like maybe like down a gap or some stairs, a rail or whatever. Yeah. That shit makes you feel like, you know what, I'm going to take a picture of myself in the mirror i'm gonna name myself luscious and tell everybody yo what's up i got morning wood who wants to take care of it <laughs> nashville i know Shout out luscious. and then like if there's people around it stokes them out they, they're all retweeting <laughs> i know he got retweeted like almost 300 times <laughs> all right uh to get into the craft of working with recycled skateboarders a little bit because like this is a this is what I don't get. And I'm sure most people don't understand. Like you don't have to get like crazy. I know, I know it's a very detailed process to do a lot of hard work, but uh, what is the process? Like from a stack of dead skateboards to a finished product, like one of your dugouts, like how does that work? Man, it's just uh, a lot of cutting, sanding, gluing, more cutting, more sanding, drilling. Do you do anything that we're like, uh, cause like some of the stuff like looks like it's curved. Do you bend the wood somehow? Is that a thing you do? No, that's just the natural concave of the deck. Okay. Okay. So that's how you get those, those like nice clean curves is like yeah. you just take the concave. Honestly, that's like what makes it like kind of difficult, really, to like just for like your your average woodworker for them to like try and I don't know. I, I think maybe that's why a lot of people don't do a lot of it. Or not whenever I was doing it. A lot of people, I feel like it's it got really popular there for a second. I feel like every time I got on social media, there some new person was doing something or like something. I don't know. How, how but, long does it take? Like if you're like, I mean, how much is like uh, how much time out of your life just to like 
a dugout take or do you do like multiple at a time or I'm just, I I'm just curious do. about like you're like I mean because I know this is like a intense process right yeah I mean I always do like a batch I do like multiple ones at once because I can usually get like uh depending on how like broken the board is I can usually get uh I'd say maybe like 10 dugouts out of a board or so something around there I never really like time myself to to see like what it would be, but you know, some like come out perfect the first go, and then some I have to like rework a little bit. But I don't know. I've gotten pretty pretty fast, pretty. Do you efficient. take uh, do you take custom requests? Yeah, I have. Like so, like uh, what is the like? What's like the dopest custom request you've ever made? Like something like where someone asked you to make something that wouldn't be a typical thing you would have made you made it uh made to made to order or whatever i've made some like knife handles yeah, yeah i might i might have to custom request a knife handle I, love knives. <laughs> I don't even know why i don't even know why i love knives but i barely even use them <laughs> yeah i, I mean, mean other i mean i use them for cooking but yeah i have all these i have all these like fucking stupid fucking like tactical knives that i bought like at the beginning of the pandemic everyone was buying guns and i was like nah i'm not gonna buy a gun but I was like, but I am going to go down to Friedman's Army Navy surplus and get a bunch of fucking Navy SEAL knives. <laughs> I can like, that's totally you too, man. Just like strapped up Rambo style, just like <laughs> different size knife everywhere. Yeah, I'd say that. And then um, I don't, whenever, like I still do work for that cannabis company. They're, uh, it's actually Burnwell. Shout out Burnwell. Oh yeah, hey, shout out Burnwell. They're uh, based out of Seattle, and uh, dude, Seattle's my uh, home away from home. I will, uh, I'll uh, visit them. Uh, I'll be in Seattle in May. I'll fucking pop dude, by. I love Seattle. Seattle's so dope. It's such a cool city. I just love that like Pacific Northwest vibe. Yeah, it's just I don't know what it is. Air's so clean. You don't have allergies. I have allergies here in Nashville. I don't even know why, man. But like, you know, because I'm I'm originally born in Arizona and I go to Seattle all the time. Those are the two places I, you know, occasionally visit in California, too. But like, you, know, you go out west and there's no allergies. And here in Nashville, man, it's like, dude, the air is just full of pollen. And yeah. I don't care who you I don't care if you're a fucking Superman, you would be sneezing your ass off here at certain times of the year. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. Yo, dude, if you want, man, uh, roll with me up to Seattle in May. We're going to go to the fucking, I forgot what it's called, the Folk Festival. Oh, music? I'm going to climb uh, Mount Sai. Always do that. That's like a certain destination I always try to do in Seattle. It's a little it's a little mountain, real easy to climb. Much much smaller than Mount Rainier. You can do it in a day. Oh, cool. But, Aiden, I have to tell you, <laughs> we're getting dangerously close. To the lightning round. Now, let me tell you about the lightning round, dude. The lightning round is insane, okay? This is the game part of the podcast, too. So, like, I'm going to ask you questions super fast. And you have to answer them. And you can't think. You can't be like, oh, hmm, um, I don't know. It's not cerebral, dude. It's your gut. Gut reaction every time. But these, none of these questions are trick questions. These are all straight up, like, just tell me from the heart what your answer is. And if you do that, the answer will be right. All right. <laughs> are you ready? It's, like a, it's not like a yes or no question or like uh, I mean some of them are like uh multiple choice. All right. I just want to know, man, are you ready for the lightning round? I'm ready, I think. Hold I on. have a feeling you're gonna win, dude. 
All right. Lightning round. <clears throat> and I, this this one just got inspired because today I was watching uh fucking I turned on the Winter Olympics and I was watching the women's snowboarding and just kind of nice. in my head, I was like, yo, dude. And I want to know what your opinion is as an artist. Snowboarding or surfing? Pick one. I've never surfed, but I'd give it all up to surf, honestly. I really want to. That's a that's a tough thing, man. Like surfing is kind of almost like I mean, dude, I'm I'm with you 100. Like I I've surfed and snowboarded. Surfing is like a million times harder than snowboarding, kind of in my opinion. But maybe that's just because I didn't grow up like in the ocean, like a lot of people get to do. But snowboarding's dope as fuck too. It it really is. Snowboarding's sick, but I don't like being strapped into shit. Yeah, hell yeah, dude. You know what my what my problem is, man, is uh. I watched Jaws at like way too young of an age. And it doesn't matter how like how like how old I get, how much I meditate, how often I just go out and swim in, in deep water. I always fucking think a shark's gonna eat me. That shit's like it's uh I can't shake it. <laughs> That's why I think like maybe aside from like the dirt bike dudes, surfers are like the gnarliest motherfuckers, man. I think surfing is like hands down one of the gnarliest, like pastime activities or whatever it is that you want to call it is like one of the gnarliest things you can do because the ocean is no joke the ocean dude you can't fuck with the ocean it is no fucking joke i've almost drowned in the ocean several times i remember the last time i went surfing it's been a couple years yeah god it's been like three years now man this pandemic's made me like time has just gotten like warped i don't even know what fucking day it is i don't know what week it is what year it is so yeah i guess last time i went surfing was like three years ago and I was surfing like uh, I was on the North Shore, but like in the like in the chill spots, like where you know, not where pros were at, where like <laughs> where <laughs> yeah. people like me can surf and it's okay, no one gives a fuck. And yeah, uh, when I, and I was when at I a think spot North where like Shore, I think like the gnarliest fucking waves. Dude, speaking of which, man, uh, bringing it back to John Hood, man, the first time I ever saw the North Shore was with was John Hood, and we sat down on the beach and watched. Uh, it was Pipeline. We didn't even mean to be there for that. That's when like the fucking the waves are like three stories, four stories st- tall. That's <laughs> like, so bad, dude. And we, yeah, we were sitting there uh, while we were sitting there. A surfboard washed up on the beach in front of us with no person, and we sat there being like, "What the fuck? What's going on?" And we waited, and about ten minutes later, a dude come came swimming out of the fucking ocean. That was his board. He got the board, and he had like the ankle strap had ripped. Took his board, and he went right the fuck back out. He didn't think about it twice. <laughs> he was probably like underwater, like almost dead. So I agree with what you're saying, man, about the hardcoreness of servers. Like, dude, dude, surfers. You know, like, do you know how long are... swimming for ten minutes is <laughs> to get back dude, to the nuts, shore? Man. Grab your board and go back out. That's nuts, man. But there's All jellyfish. Right. There's reef, uh, and they're like, I don't know. As a skateboarder, I. I, you know, pay respect to surfers or whatever. Like they're, they're the reason that there's skateboards. So. Oh yeah. Never thought about that. You think you would have thought, I would have thought about that until now. (laughs) Dude, that's why podcasts exist. So you can learn, man. All right, man. Next, this is a lightning round, dude. I'm fucking this up. We're supposed to go fast. Okay. Uh, Most influential skate video of all time, in your opinion, as an artist. Uh, For me or like. For you. For me, it was a uh, toy machines jump off a building. That was the one that like 
it like uh it was, it was shortly after I like was like, I'm a skateboarder. You know what I mean? It was like that yeah. moment in my life. I was like, I'm a fucking skateboarder now. And then I saw that video and it just like blew my mind. Alyssa yeah. Steamer's part. Dude, yeah. Kept, yeah, dude. It's so good. I'm going to go Alyssa ahead and Steamer, man. I'm going to, I'm going to disagree with you on the actual video, but I'm going to agree with you on the emotion behind it. When you're like, uh, once I decided I was a skateboarder, and the video that I then watched. And for me, that was uh, Shorty's Fulfilled the Dream. So, oh, like, dude, so good. So you know, I made that conscious decision. Like, I'm a skateboarder. This is who I am. This is my life. Yeah. Then I saw Shorty's Fulfilled the Dream. And it inspired me to spend literally at least the next decade spending most of every day doing it. So, yeah. But, I mean, it's so different now because it was like... I mean, it could have been Shorty's Fulfill the Dream, but it was like, you know, things weren't as accessible, especially in Nashville. You know, it was yeah. like I got like a bootleg copy of the Toy Machine video from like a buddy. Who yeah. Gave him the bootleg copy. You know what I mean? But that that just like, I, I love that video to this day. It's still. And I, I, I don't, I don't want to sound like an old curmudgeon, but I'm about to. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just like, and it's, it, it, it's, it's a double-edged sword, man, for like kids these days with with Instagram and skateboarding, and and it's amazing. I mean, dude, I literally I watch skateboarding on Instagram all the time. It's just fucking like a nonstop skate video, but it's not like what it was for when yeah you and me when we were kids. You got a skate video, you watched that same same skate video over and over and over again. You got to like you started oh. to care about those particular skateboarders and like who they were, all that shit, you know. Totally, and, man. Now I've and I don't want to like I said I'm gonna sound, you know fuck it I will sound like a curmudgeon I feel bad for kids these days because it's like you don't get to like get that um, intimate relationship with a skate video like you might have used to because it's yeah no it was like with that info. VHS you felt like you were a part of it you know what I mean like you felt like you were a part of something where now right. it's it's not the same feeling for me at least but this, yeah, I'm glad yeah. I got to experience VHS skateboard videos. That's all I got to say. <laughs> I got to say too, man, I am thankful for the experience of VHS skateboard videos and be able to like, maybe like you invite your friends over and you'd be like, I remember, uh, I remember uh, what's that fucking video? Uh, it was girl skateboards. Uh, yeah. Right. Remember that oh, came yeah. out and there was still VA. That wasn't even, I don't think they even got the DVD and we all went to Johan's house and it was like 30 fucking dudes watching a tiny ass TV with a VHS tape in it, and mm. everyone was losing their fucking minds. And that's that like, so good. I guess that's a, in my opinion, that's like a uh, maybe a lost, you know, a lost thing is that no, you know, there's no way now kids where 30, 30 kids are gonna get together to all watch Instagram at the, in the same place. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I still have that VHS tape too. Yeah, right. I still got it, dude. I still have a uh, fulfill the dream, man. That shit is fuck. I don't even know. How I never old, had it. Old I wish I had it though. I still have a. I have an old shorty shirt, the legalized skateboarding shirt. It looks like oh, a yeah, man. I still have that from when I was sixteen or whenever I got it from Cumberland Transit. That was uh, where I got my first skateboard, dude. Same. My first like real skateboard, I got it from Cumberland Transit. All right, man. This is just this is purely an opinion. Uh, you think it feels better? You think it looks better? Kick flip or heel flip? Ooh, man. I'm gonna first thing that popped in my mind was kick flip, 
but I learned heel flips first. Um, perfect example, like Neen Williams has an amazing heel flip. And uh, I pretty much made myself like learn kick flips because of uh, I, I, that was like what you had to learn. You know what I mean? Yeah. Plus, it's a more I, common flip. Fucking Tom Penny. I wanted to be Tom Penny, basically. So, what you gonna? You got to pick one, man. You got to say which one. Either kick flip. I'm saying flip. kick You're flip. Go kick flip. I'm saying right, kick man. flip. Uh, once again, I'm gonna differ with you, but I'm not gonna uh, disagree with you. But I'm gonna say same as you. Heel flip. Learned it first, and I I say that a, a nice fucking solid fucking big heel flip feels better to land. Big heel. No, I just mean I just mean like a just a popping like a heel flip and uh, oh yeah, and just a nice one. No, dude, yeah, I to- yeah. I wish I could land a fucking big heel, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I used to have a good heel flip. I really did. Like I could tweak it, but I lost it. I traded it in for my kick flip. Speaking of losing shit, Grand Theft Auto or EA Skate? I haven't played uh, EA Skate. Grand Theft Auto. So- you heard it here first, guys. Grand Theft Auto is a is a better video game. I've only played Grand Theft Auto. I played like the uh, the OG one or whatever it was. I can't remember what it was on Xbox or Super Nintendo or some shit. Uh, those were Xbox games. Xbox. All right. Well, I, I guess like fuck. I don't know, man. I'm not a I'm not a gamer either, but I've played both games. Yeah. I I think that Grand Theft Auto is more fun, but that's weird too. Because like being a skateboarder, I've often like not been stoked on skateboard video games. Because they like yeah, bore the shit of me like really fast. Yeah, I played I uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater, and that was kind of. I played for a little while, and then I'd go fucking skate. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Alyssa Steamer, uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater, the first edition, she was the uh, one of the pros. Oh yeah, dude, I love Alyssa Steamer. She's a fucking badass. She's still skating. She was yeah. She still skates, but like. I mean, I love the fact that there's there's way more female skaters now, and they fucking shred. But she, dude, like she <laughs> held her fucking own, man, back in the day. Alyssa Steamer, she's so good. Easily top five most inspirational skateboarders, in my opinion. No, I wanted <laughs> to bring up a point about that, too. And it's one of the evolutions of skateboarding that I think is so, most, like, so important and so fucking awesome. Because for dudes like you and me, when we were kids, skateboarding was a almost, I mean, it was primarily, but almost entirely male sport. Like you just yeah. like, there was almost no girls in it. And now like, it's, I love that. So going against what I said earlier, what I was saying, like, you know, the Instagram thing and like kids these days, what kids these days do have is the fact that uh, women skate, girls skate, and they're fucking good. And it's a, you know, it's a sport that should not be held to one gender. And I'm so fucking glad that shit changed. I don't, honestly, I don't even know why it was like that when I was a kid, but who fucking knows? I think it was just like the word didn't spread yet. You know what I mean? It's like through social media, it's like all these people that normally wouldn't see it or whatever, like getting to see it. And I I feel like, I don't know, maybe it's, you know, people like Alyssa Steamer that just sparked inspiration. And I'm glad, man. I'm so glad that it's like, growing that way it's just man skateboarding's for everybody you know yeah it fucking is dude and uh i want to bring up something that i talked about earlier i guess like when i was saying that i was watching uh women's snowboarding earlier today and so i was watching uh fuck this is like was it last summer the summer olympics 
where they the first year they had skateboarding in it. And so there was like a whole thing. And it's like Nigel Houston and all these dudes that, you know, they've been skateboarding for fucking ever. And like, and the women's uh, Olympics, like they were like, weren't necessarily doing as many like, like bigger tricks or as technical tricks. And I had like, I had a point that I wanted to make about that. I was like, you know, women haven't been in skateboarding nearly as long. It's almost been like closed off, you know? And it's like, and I, what yeah. I was trying to say was like, by the next time around, it won't be, there won't be that kind of, barrier or it won't be that fucking different yeah i mean i honestly i don't know why like i feel like only till recently has it been you know i've seen a lot more female skaters it like it used to be novelty and now it's like it's truly like coming into like an equal place and that's fucking awesome so uh i do this this lightning round is going real slow, but this is, actually, <laughs> <laughs> this is the most important question of the lightning round for like for people to really know who you are, dude. And All it's right. it's a versus, it's a it's a which is better kind of fucking situation, dude. And it's All two right. different movies. They're both gangster movies. No matter what you say, I will still respect you. Uh, Scarface or Belly? Oh damn, dude! I'm gonna I'm gonna say Belly. Hell because yeah, dude, round, because of, round of applause. I honestly don't know if I've ever like finished Scarface. Not to like hate on it, but Belly was just like what we watched. You know what I mean? It was like our generation Scarface. Fucking yeah. Belly is a sick movie. Go watch it. Belly, so if you if you are a person and you're like, what the fuck? Why did you ask that? And you haven't seen Belly, but you have seen Scarface. Go watch Belly, starring. DMX, Nas, Method Man, so many fucking people. And every, like, you could hit pause on that movie, and like, every moment, every screenshot of that movie is just like beautiful. It's gorgeous. And shit, I guess I should bring up too uh, a homie skater from here in Nashville is in that movie inadvertently because uh, DMX is watching Gummo. Oh, yeah. Fucking uh, (laughs) Jacob Sewell is in the movie as as a little kid. Because he's watching, he's like, he's like, he goes, he goes, yo, man, this movie trips me out. And it's Jacob Sewell being Bunny Boy, who also is a pretty well-known skater from the Nashville fucking scene. So other Nashville skate legend. Yeah, dude. Well, fucking a man, Belly wins the most gangster movie of all time. Now, man, Belly. the only reason I have to ask you this is because uh, the very first episode when I when I very first started having homies on, you know, before I started like reaching out and getting people from all around the world, people from like. You know, the UK, Scotland, and fucking California, everywhere. Uh, I used to always ask, what is the best mid-sized car on the market? <laughs> the best mid-sized car? What is that, like a fucking sedan or something? Uh, I don't even know what it means, but I asked Kids Meal that question on episode number one of this podcast. And I think I've asked it maybe 10 times, 15 times, maybe throughout the the period of like doing this and honestly there's there is a trending answer so you you can sh- what is it is it prius is everyone that's saying the truth yeah that's the answer holy shit yeah. <laughs> all right no i'm you actually are- like i'm super i'm super into cars i'm a fucking car nerd all right you guys are uh, here uh this is you're like the fifth fucking person to say prius and here's the uh common answer uh either people say i don't give a fuck about cars i don't care they say prius and a couple times they've said another like just kind of random ass car like a Hyundai or some shit. Yeah, right. I mean, 
if you can get like a Tesla, that'd probably be up there. But yo, fucking fuck Elon Musk. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, man, like I, I would go like Toyota. Whether you want like a truck or a car, like you kind of can't beat Toyota. If you want to ask me, is Toyota Corolla? Uh, Corolla Gold. That's oh, do you, do you remember my old car, my old Toyota Toyota Corolla Gold? Corolla Gold, dude. I do well, remember. I'm, I'm, I'm about I'm about to give that car back. The, what was, the it was same like 90, exact car? What year was it? Like a '96 or it's something? It's a it's a it was a, it was a 2000, and I'm getting, okay. Not not just a, no, I'm not I'm not getting just like uh, a version of it. I'm literally getting the 2000 Champagne Toyota Corolla that I used to fucking cruise in forever. I'm getting that exact same car back i'm getting it back in the next couple of weeks it's beat to shit it's got a lot of fucking dents in it the windows don't work and all that shit but i'm getting the car back so gold baby so i guess yeah, it's, it's the, still probably gonna run like a top too yeah the answer is toyota corolla champagne color that's your answer yeah that's that's it champagne corolla Aiden, gold. the most important question i have to ask you this is what everyone wants to know dude where can they find you? Where can they check out? Well, dude, if you smoke weed, where can you get a dugout that Aiden made out of fucking skateboard parts? How can you just check out Aiden's art? All that shit. Just let them know, man. Uh, just Instagram right now. Uh, dead. Is it dead underscore co? I, fuck. fuck, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have like an Etsy or any shit either? Uh, man, I got an Etsy. I honestly, um, I haven't put anything online in a while uh i still i make some wholesale wholesale stuff here and there uh wait where is it is that all right so dead underscore co and also if you follow me go to my views of my own underscore podcast and you fucking you know click on and all the links aiden's linked in all that shit it'll be linked on twitter it'll be linked on everything also, just DM me. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna link DM. to fucking Luscious if you guys want to see his dick. Because damn, thank you so much for being on the podcast, homie. Uh, I'm glad you're doing well, dude. Same man. It's good seeing you. Let's go skate, BBB uh, crew. Buddies, build back better. Thanks for listening to My Views Are My Own. If you'd like to contact me, you can hit me up at myviewsaremyown.com or on Instagram at myviewsaremyown underscore podcast or on Twitter at myviews underscore podcast. Or, I mean, like, get creative. That's always cool. I'm always surprised when you guys do that. Uh, But here's an exciting thing. Uh, The outro song for this episode was submitted by dear friend of the show, Zora Nanda. This song is called Opening. And please enjoy. <laughs>